thank you so much for joining us on this episode of this podcast. I want to say a very big thank you to everybody that has been listening so far. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the comment. We're still in the season of Easter, so we're going to take it a step further from where we stopped the last time. We spoke about what happened on the cross in the previous podcast. And I remember saying there was an exchange on the cross. Jesus called God, God for the first time because God left him. So at that time, God could not be Jesus' father because he was carrying my sin and he was carrying your sin. So Jesus became sin on the cross. Which means if we say we are righteous today, it's not because of what we do or what we didn't do. Actually, Christianity isn't about us. It's all about Jesus. So Jesus didn't become sin on that cross because of what he did. He committed no sin. He knew no sin. In him was no sin. But he took our sin on the cross so that today we can be declared and justified as the righteousness of God. Okay, so today our text will be from the book of First Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 17. And it says, And if Christ has not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. I'll read that again. It says, And if Christ has not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Just a quick recap again of, of what are things that happened on the cross. Jesus' blood was shed on the cross. And thank God, his blood speaks today. You know, the Bible talks about the voice of that cried, the blood of Abel was crying vengeance. So the blood speaks. But today, the blood of Jesus speaks forgiveness for us. It speaks protection for us. That's why it's so good. If you don't take part in communion, you should start taking part in communion. Communion is so good for you. So that when sickness sees you, when evil sees you, they will pass over you. That was what happened in the Old Testament. When the evil angel, when the angel that was set to destroy the children or the people of Egypt, when he saw the children of Israel, when he saw their house that was marked with blood, it passed over them. That's by the way. So on the cross, there was an exchange. Jesus took our sins and we became his righteousness. So, why is resurrection significant? Why did God have to raise Jesus from the dead? God raised Jesus from the dead not to make us righteous because we already received righteousness on the cross. However, God raised Jesus from the dead to attest for our righteousness. You see, the resurrection of Jesus is a receipt for our justification. One thing is for something to be paid for another thing is for something to to be receipted for so when you have a receipt of a particular payment is an evidence that the debt has been paid now for the record we owe the devil nothing you see when man fell we owe it to god our sins we owe it to god so when man fell and jesus died on that cross just said it is finished in short, it is finished means God is satisfied. Now, I know this is very, this, this can be very, very tricky. And how do I mean? You see, we live a Christian life at times that we start asking ourselves or we start thinking or feeling we are not satisfied with the way we worship God or with the way we live our Christian life. 
You see, the cross is a picture of God. I said the last time, God's love paying the ransom for God's holiness. When Jesus said it is finished, God was satisfied with our payment. So it has nothing to do with you or how you feel. God was satisfied with Jesus being our lamp. So when Jesus died and he said it is finished, our debt against the holy God has been paid. And the receipt is the resurrection of Jesus. Now, Romans 3, 24 make us understand that we are freely justified by God's grace. Now, when we hear freely, because some of us still have a mentality of, okay, um, even though we are justified, we still need to do some things. You see, everything you do for God as a believer, they are fruits, not works. You see, in the book of Galatians, say the fruit of the spirit and the works of the flesh you don't work things of the spirit. They are fruit. They come naturally. And most of these things come as a realization of what you understand or what you think God has done for you. So, he who is loved much or who is forgiven much loves much. If you don't realize how much you're forgiven, you can't love God naturally. So, your work for God is a fruit. Your sin debt against the Holy God has been paid by Jesus and God was satisfied. So that's why I said Christianity is not even about us. It's about Jesus. He already played all the role. Us is just to act along and believe. So when he said he has freely justified us by his grace, we shouldn't think we need to do so many other things to earn God's love or earn his forgiveness. No. Forgiveness is a gift. If somebody gives you something, you are not paying for it. If you are paying for it, then it's not a gift. And if you are paying for it, you didn't receive it freely. So when you go to class and you receive lecture, you have paid for it. So when you receive a lecture without paying for it, then it is free. Salvation, forgiveness, righteousness, they are gifts of God to us through Jesus Christ. The book of Hebrew, chapter 10, from verse 11, says something. It says, And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifice. I will say that again. Every priest, they stand. Now, the priests stand to worship God. They don't sit. They stand every day to repeatedly repeat the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. Hebrew 10, 11. Now see verse 12. It says, But when Jesus had offered for all a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. So before, when we used to, when people, when they commit sin, they bring lamb to the priest and the priest offered to God, which was a temporary forgiveness. At that time, they do it repeatedly and they keep standing to offer this lamb offering to God. In the New Testament, what Jesus did was he offered the sacrifice once, not repeatedly, and when he did it once, the Bible says he, he rested at the right hand of the Father. Jesus was the second Adam. When God finished creation in the Old Testament, the Bible says he rested on the seventh day because he created man on the sixth day, so he rested on the seventh day. When Jesus 
paid for our sin and a new creation started from Jesus, he rested at the right hand of the Father, says the Bible. So there was a lineage of another creation. Jesus became the second Adam. So why did he resurrect? Why did God have to raise him for the dead, from the dead? Because a new lineage started from Jesus. Jesus was the firstborn of another generation. The book of Romans chapter 5 says, For by one man's disobedience, the whole world became sin. Actually, said many became sinners. Now, I don't want to quote it the same way it was quoted, but I quickly want to go through what that place meant. You see, the Bible was talking about the fact that Adam's disobedience made everybody a sinner. So whether you are a girl, you are a boy, you are a male, you are a female, in as much as you are born of sexual intercourse, you are automatically a sinner. So have you ever thought of the reason why God had to allow Jesus to come through a virgin? Because Jesus had to come without following the same way man came. Because if Jesus was conceived via intercourse, he would also automatically become a sinner. So the nature of sin comes from our first father, Father Adam. So when it continued like that, God had to come in his wisdom and look for another way to create another generation of righteous lineage, which Jesus became the first man in that lineage. So anytime we give our life to Christ, anytime we say we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we accept what he did for us on the cross and we believe he rose on the third day, what we are saying is we are taking his righteousness and the fact that he resurrected and is alive, glory to God, is the truth that we are righteous forever. Now, I understand it's hard for some of us to believe that we are forever righteous. But come to think of it, if you are a lady, even if you try to act like a guy or you act to do like a tomboy, it doesn't change your identity. You are still a female. If you are a male, you try to sing like a female or you try to sit or act like a female, it doesn't change your identity. Your identity is still a female or a male, forgive me. So, who you are at salvation, your identity is being changed and you become a new identity. That's why the Bible says when a man is in Christ, all things have passed away, all things have become new. So that if Jesus resurrected, it means Jesus defeated death through death. Today, we shouldn't be afraid or scared of some things. Why? Because Jesus' victory is our victory. So that he is alive today. That's why we do baptism. Baptism depicts that we are buried with Christ and we rose with him on the third day. So Jesus' victory becomes our victory. And the Bible says the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. So his victory has become our victory. God wants us to know this because life will come and eat us. The devil will come and try to accuse us. But you need to keep reminding the devil that you are not righteous because of what you do. Your righteousness is a function of what Jesus did for you on the cross. And the receipt is the fact that Jesus resurrected on the third day. Back to our root text, it says, If Christ has not risen, your faith is futile and your sin, or and you are still in your sin. The best way to understand this part of the Bible is to read the opposite. 
So if I want to read this in the opposite direction, or I want to say the negative or the opposite, basically, it means now that Christ is risen, our faith is not futile and we are no longer in our sin. If you read the opposite, you understand this part better. So now that Jesus is risen, we are declared the righteousness of God. You need to live your life with a righteous mentality. You are not trying to be righteous. Righteousness is not acting right. It is standing right with God. And Jesus already did that on our behalf. So every time we live our life, we are not living for ourselves. We are living in the reflection of what Jesus has done on our behalf. Finally, what happened on the cross and the resurrection was like what happened in the Old Testament when David and Goliath had the battle. You see, the battle was a challenge of we need a representative from your side, from, from the Philistine and the representative from Israel. Whoever wins the battle determines what country wins this battle. So it was just give us a representative and that person will determine the country or what sides win the battle. So when David won, the whole of Israel won the battle. So on the cross, when Jesus defeated the devil and he paid the sin debt to God, that victory wasn't just Jesus' victory. It became our victory. So if you are saved, you have victory over sickness. You have victory over affliction. You have victory over guilt. And I said guilt because I understand that's the most common thing right now. People fight with guilt because they think they are trying or you try every means to want to please God or to try to think you have not done enough or you need to do more for God. Actually, the only thing you need to do is to keep seeing yourself in the reflection of what Jesus has done to you in God. Jesus paid all the price. So everything he has done, just keep seeing yourself in that reflection. That he did it for you. That is what Christianity is all about. So God had to raise Jesus from the dead to prove and to give us a receipt that we are the righteousness of God. That debt was paid on the cross, but received the receipt on the third day when Jesus rose from the dead. It's a good place to wrap it up. Just like I said, I don't want you to see Easter as just an event or a celebration. I want you to see it as a reflection of what Jesus did for you and today your victory is not what based on what you do or what you haven't done your victory and your validation is based on what Jesus has done for you on the cross and the receipt was the fact that Jesus resurrected on the third day finally 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 a good preacher runs up like three times if you are feeling insecure today or if you are feeling basically insecure about your worth, or no one in your life has ever affirmed you that you have any value, I want you to remember this. This is the purpose of Easter. I want you to remember this. God looked upon the timeline of all humanity. He thought of you and every mistake you will make. God thought about every sin you would commit, and yet he decided that yes, you were still worth the death of heaven's only begotten son, Jesus Christ. You are deeply loved. Everything God did or everything Jesus did for you is to prove to you that God loves you so much. 
So if I were to be you, the only thing I would keep doing is to keep embracing God's love for me. Anytime you're feeling guilty about something, tell yourself, tell the devil, God has, Jesus has paid for me on the cross. You don't have to suffer for anything. If you, There are times when the devil will make you feel like you did something bad, so you need to suffer the consequence. Tell the devil, Jesus Christ, this is my receipt. Jesus Christ paid for it and he rose on the third day. So whatever you're talking to was probably the me, the old me. This is the new me. I have risen, guiltless, blameless, because God does not condemn me. God said it is finished. So God is satisfied with Jesus' offering. So live in that reflection and understanding and keep embracing God's love for you. Thank you so much. Remember to share if you need to. Remember to comment. Remember to give feedback. Thank you so much. Bye.